When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Michael K. Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. I'm not sure if all of you are familiar with the work of Bradley Doolittle. Not David Blow, Bradley Doolittle. Well, he put a story out on ESPN Plus today. He ranked all 30 major league teams going to spring training. Uh, the projection of how many wins, the playoff mm. percentage likelihood, and the title percentage likelihood. So he has the Yankees as the fourth best team in baseball. He projects them to win 92.6 wins. Uh, playoff probability, 79.9%. 8.2% title. Um, so 92 wins would be 10 more than last year. The Mets he has at 16. He projects them to win 80.5, 33.1% playoff probability, and a 0.5% title probability. Hmm. Now, I always have to really dance very gingerly around this because... I will be labeled Yankee boy for my my take, but I don't think the the Mets have anything to prou- be proud about the way they handled this offseason. You you took the one thing with Steve Cohen that puts you above and beyond everybody else, your one great advantage, mm. and you didn't exercise it. You can't tell me that if you didn't if you went out and got Blake Snell. Jordan Montgomery, and you signed J.D. Martinez to be your designated hitter, that you wouldn't be projected for 90 wins, 10 more wins. There's no way. You look at the starting rotation they have going into into the season and what they've done offensively, which is nothing, they are derelict in their duty. This is a man who bought the team and said he was going to win a championship within five years. This is year four. They ain't winning a championship this year. And everybody keeps, well, there's a plan. Well, what's the plan? Well, well but you, I, I think you're being overly harsh. Because he also, in the same press conference when he bought the team, says he wants to build up the minor league system. He, he wants to... He, he wants to be able to build something that can last and sustain. You know, he went for it last year with the signing of Verlander and the year before with Scherzer. It certainly didn't work out. And I tell you what, Michael, it aged very well because Verlander's not going to be ready for the start of the season and Scherzer looks cooked. So I but, think the fact that they were able to trade... Well. Getting them didn't age well. Get, well, no, no. But also the fact is you were killing them. Why didn't they keep them and try to go for it last year? And and look how that would have been a disaster. They probably wouldn't have made the playoffs, and now they'd be stuck not being able to move these guys who are hurt and getting older. But would you admit, Don, that they have a $310 million payroll? They're projected to win 80 games. Well, That's an epic fail. No, but they're, they're stuck. But what they're trying to do is trying not to have it happen again. Now, 
they've they've signed some one year deals because I think they're really gearing up for next offseason when they're gonna be a lot more free agents, better free agents. They can be more in a position to get Soto. They they went for Yamamoto, they didn't get him. Because Yamamoto would have been somebody that would have helped this year and beyond. But I don't think they want to dance with with the the, the, the the Blake Snells and giving him long term contract when when you know he's not a he's not a pitcher that's gonna give you a ton of innings and there's flaws there. I think they want to put themselves in a position. They've rejiggered up now with Stearns to say, all right, we're going to do what we can this year. The guys they signed are, are low-risk, low, uh, short-contract guys, so they could be in a position to retool and use the strength of Cohen in the offseason going into 2025. But, so it's oh, not okay. a dereliction of duty. Yes, it is it, to you that feels like you got to try to buy every championship. Um, or have to be competitive every single year, no matter what it does to your future. But I think he made the mistake. He corrected it. He used his his wealth to be able to trade and get out of um, the deals with Scherzer and Verlander to be able to strengthen his minor league system by g- being able to deal those guys. And now not making the same mistake and, and, and being in bad contracts or contracts that might help them this year but hurt their chances of getting the big free agents next offseason. Oh, okay, but are you really doing that? Because here, here's, here's the way you're looking at it. So last year for the Mets was an epic failure, all the money they spent. Yes. Well, we would agree with that. The year before, they won 101 games on the strength of him spending money, going out and getting Marte and Escobar and, and, and Scherzer. So it worked. One year it didn't work when you lost Edwin Diaz before the season even began and that crumbled the bullpen. So now you're giving up on trying to outspend people? But but, but outspend them on what? I mean, but the Wilpons could be doing what he's doing right now. But but, but, but you're making it seem like that that they're not going, going after who? But okay, like they what, went after the Yamamoto, the they had no what, shot at him. But, but they the didn't go the after Otani, they had no shot at him. Okay, but what's the length of the plan? When do you, they, they keep saying, "Well, we expect to go for it next year"? Okay, twenty twenty five. Blake Snell would be a five year contract. Why Jordan Montgomery? Did they be available next year? And you could actually make the playoffs this year. J D Martinez would get a one year contract. So it doesn't make and sense. That still what may happen, doing. by the way. That still could happen. There's there's talk that that might end up happening but are you okay with what they did this I mean, I, I, listen but you uh, listen I, I would like to see a better 2024 but if it makes them in, in a better position to get Juan Soto and the other big free agents and in the next offseason then then I can live with that but but my point is Don with his money you could still do both so they've just abandoned the I don't money know that. aspect of it. I don't know that. I mean, you say that you made it seem like they don't have a plan. I think they do have a plan. And the plan is, we'll see what they can do this year. I, I still think it's overrated that they've got no chance to compete. Quintana stays healthy. Severino might be able to find some lightning in a bottle there. Senga, you saw in the second half of the season, he finished seventh in the Cy Young Award. You know, I think you can get a monster year out of Alonzo. You still have Lindor as your shortstop. I think Alvarez can have a breakout season at catcher. You still have Nimmo. You still have McNeil. I mean, there's still pieces in place that, no, they're not going to win 100 games. They're not going to compete with the Braves in the division. But it could be a, a fun, interesting season. And now they can really go out there and and spend big and compete to get Soto and the other guys and, and, and build something really special. It's just really funny to me, though, because we get Yankee fans who call up and they want, you know, the, the payroll's at $300 million. It's a little bit lower than the Mets, but it's at $300 million. 
and they want you know go out and sign Snell and go get uh, go get Chapman to play third base. They they want him to spend the spend. We have not heard any Met fan show any kind of anguish over the fact that the one advantage you have over the other twenty nine teams is an owner that's worth twenty billion dollars, and you've decided to move but, away but, from it. But what? But what are they going to spend it on? You even admitted Blake Snell probably is not worth the money that he's asking for. Uh, I I get it, but you know what? He's better than most of the pitchers on the Mets staff. Uh, but, but now I'm locked into Snell, who might not be what you expect him to be. Takes a downturn after winning the Cy Young, has to come out in the middle of the fifth inning every outing, and now I put myself in a position where I can't go after Soto because I've spent money to try to make okay, something happen about, in 2024. How about Matt Chapman? Is he better than Brett Beatty? Well, I mean, the, the, I think they believe that Beatty could still be, but he can't be a, a good really defender. He's player. not a good defender. Matt Chapman's a platinum glove winner. So you again, I understand what they're doing, Don. You you don't have to convince me of that they have a long range plan. But you know what? They've had a hodgepodge of plans since he bought it. Well, Waiting it, well, for David Stearns and then firing a manager that shouldn't have been fired. I'm not going to defend that. Him. I'm not going to defend that. But I, but I do believe that he went in there, he spent the money, made a mistake, used his money. If I, what I would say to a Met fan that say he's not, you know, using his money, he used his wealth to be able to get something out of Scherzer and Verlander. There's probably no other owner would have eaten as much of those contracts to get those deals done. That's and true. did And did bring in some young players. So I know everything is based on the free agents that you sign that you're spending money. He was able to get something out of Scherzer and Verlander. And it would have been a mistake to try to keep him and go for it in 2023 because then you'd be stuck because neither of them would be able to start the season this year. Is, is Scherzer going to be ready for the Texas Rangers? Verlander's already got problems in Houston. So I, I, I'm, I'm happy they got out of it. It is frustrating. I, I hate taking a knee, but I do think it could be still a fun season, a competitive season. And if this team goes out there and you know finishes, you know with with eighty something wins, and then now they've got the chance to maybe give Pete Alonso a contract and go out and give go after Soto, then then it could be a really a big time deal in 2025. It's so, just interesting. Uh, they want to be the Dodgers East, but the Dodgers well, are doing what the Mets were doing and spending money to win at the same time. The, the Mets, are, uh, I mean, you said it. I'm not using that phrase. They're not really trying to win this year. If they squeak in as the third wild card, that would be well, miraculous, but they're I, not I think, trying to win. I, well, I, I wouldn't say they're not trying to win. I think they're just being very uh, frugal in the sense that they want to make sure that nothing messes with the plan of the 20. 20- 24 off season leading into 2025 but that's where, my where point the, the money and I the mean, room will be there but did you ever think you'd use the word frugal and cohen well in the i mean I, frugal is probably the wrong word i mean fiscally responsible i guess i mean stearns has a plan and i like the fact that, that cohen he's waited for this guy i hope it works out that, that that he waited for this guy strategically waited for him and is allowing him to build that team and it's and he's probably telling him Listen, we can go for it with some of the free agents that are here. It's probably not going to result in a championship. It can really do some harm in us being able to really give a competitive uh, contract to Soto. It might really damage our chances if we decide to keep Pete Alonso. So maybe they put themselves in a situation, Michael, where they're competitive enough not having to trade Alonzo, or maybe they're not trade Alonzo and have a chance to re-sign him during the offseason. And you want to put yourself in the best position to do that. But I get everything you're saying. But with Steve Cohen, why can't you do it all? Why can't you have a $400 million? Wasn't that the big fear of everybody when he was allowed in baseball? I think the fact, even if you have $20 billion, which he has, right? From what I've heard from people inside baseball, you know what he lost last year? You know how much money he actually lost? 
$300 million. Even billionaires don't like to lose $300, billion, $300 million. So I think he's shying away from it a little bit because well, with the money that he has, his independent wealth, Don, you know what? He could sign Pete Alonso and Soto and Snell and Montgomery, but they've decided to go a different but way. But you've said I'm many times, why. Michael, when, when defending the Yankees not having a larger payroll, they can go above and beyond if they want to. They don't have to have the payroll they have. They could spend another $100 million if they wanted to, but you talk about uh, how it hurts you internationally with your money. It hurts you in the draft. But he never cared about that the first three years. Well, but but he, he got burned by it. And again, but this is not a huge free agent crop. They were in on Yamamoto because that made sense. I can understand understand you arguing about it if they weren't in on Yamamoto. Would, but would that Jordan made Montgomery sense. make them better? He would make them better in the short term, but would it make them better in the long term? But, I'd have, uh, so he, I so because it would take I wait, a five wait, year wait contract to sign him. How's but, that? But not I, the I don't understand why this works out in baseball. I mean, it really takes the fun out of being a fan, right? And and, and I'm, I'm talking about my team, who's got a guy that can spend. So it's just about going out. And just spend, outspending everybody else and, and having uh, a huge, humongous payroll more than everybody else. And that's the only way to win? And, and, we, and we see time and time again that that doesn't ever end up working anyway. If they want, if my, why should they? They should have to overpay for Montgomery, overpay for Snell, overpay for JD Martinez just because I happen to be the richest guy in the sport. Well, Is that smart? They, that's, that's what they did with Scherzer and Verlander. And did they it work for both of them? And it didn't work, did it? It worked to a hundred and one win season. Yeah, and then you, and then you, so you, you faltered. The plug after one bad with them year? at the end, you and did, then what ended up happening the next after year? One year. So you have one bad year. So the Yankees should change course because they won 82 games last I year? I can't believe no. you're killing them for, for a boarding. Good thing they did. Verlander's not ready. Scherzer's shot. No, I'm not saying what they didn't. What they did last year. It, it turned out to be right. But why, now, why are you stopping spending money now? Why? Because you're not spending it wisely on this crop of free agents. The two guys that were, they, they weren't in on Soto because they didn't have the prospects to trade for Soto. All right? They obviously don't believe Snell's worth his money, that Jacob, that Montgomery's not worth his money. You also agree with that. And they were never going to get Yamamoto, and they weren't going to get Otani, but at least they were in on Yamamoto. So he no. was willing to spend his money, just Yamamoto didn't want it. But I love the fact that they were in on Yamamoto because he's 25 and it would be a 10-year deal. So how long is this planned, on? If you sign Montgomery to a five-year deal, he's not going to be a viable pitcher by the time you want to contend? But, but but you've said to yourself, nobody else is touching this guy. And there's a plenty of teams that have money because he's obviously not worth the money that but, he's asking but for. But we're just using that as an example. They've done nothing. They have done nothing. Well, because what they, they've, they've done. Taken, they've taken crapshoots on Mania well, and, and, and Severino, guys that are hurt. But they're take but but they're not locking themselves into any long term issues. If you catch lightning in a bottle, great, you have a terrific season. It could be fun. If not, well, these guys aren't gonna hurt your chances of being really competitive in free agency. In 2025, I don't know why, because you happen to have the most money, that that means you got to have a $100 million payroll more than everybody else, and to throw it around it, you can't be smart and try to do the right thing so you don't lose draft picks, that you don't lose international money, and build something long-term. And you mentioned the Dodgers, and the Dodgers are competitive every year. They've got one COVID championship on going on 30 years. But if you're a Met fan, you'll take what the Dodgers do. 
You take and, that kind and, of result every right, single and year. But, but, You're not going to go to the playoffs in all likelihood this year with the richest owner ever. All right, but the, but that doesn't mean that I can't build something that's very viable that can last a really long time. But you're building on a wish and a prayer. You're hoping But everything's that a wish and a prayer. Free agency's L- a wish and a prayer. Angel, they was a, a wish and a, a prayer with Scherzer and Verlander. How did that work out? It, it, it got him 101 wins in one yeah, year. Yeah, got him 101 wins. You lose in four. You, you lose right away to the Padres, and then and then and, and you completely collapse the next year because these Verlander couldn't start the year. Scherzer is banged up, and I still think that there's enough here that they can be a fun competitive team. And and I still believe that if all of a sudden now they are better than than expected, then maybe they they will be active to try to go out and make a trade and bring somebody in to try to see it through but not at the expense of hurting free agency in the, in the following off season so there is a plan you may not agree with it but there is a plan and i and i'm a met fan that benefits from all of the spending but i just don't i hear from yankee fans too i, I just don't under, so you got to buy the championships you spend all the money you have why not build something sustainable build up a minor league system have guys come up that are affordable that can actually play real well and then you could spend the free agency on guys that are really worth it. You know what? Juan Soto's really going to be worth it, Michael. If they put themselves in a situation where they've got the best chance to get him in the offseason, isn't that better long-term than maybe locking yourself in with, with Snell and Montgomery, overpaying for guys that you don't believe are worth it, and now putting yourself at a disadvantage to get well, Soto well, you, next you, year? You, you shouldn't overpay for people that, that are not worth it, okay? But you should build a better team than you have right now because the Dodgers have built a very incredible stout farm system. They can they, they, they withstand injuries, the whole deal. Their right. payroll's $330 million. They went out and got Yamamoto. They went out and got Otani. They went out and got Glasnow. They went out and got Paxton. I'm I'm telling you, they spent a they spent over a billion dollars. So you, say, you can do both. But you said they 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 have the farm system. The Mets are trying to build a farm system. All right, that's so as but good don't you Dodgers. don't your fans deserve to have a competitive team while you're building I your think farm that, system? But I think they can be competitive. Well, we'll see. That's that's where we disagree. I don't think this team is competitive right now. But but if the fan base knows that the team is not competitive, but that money is going to be used to make them that much better in 2025, I think the fans will get it. They'll understand. Yeah. We thought they were going to win the World Series last year and had to go in and see the disappointment of a team finishing under 500. A fan base would rather know what to expect and be pleasantly surprised than have the rug pulled out from under them like what happened last year. I, I almost feel like from me on the outside listening to this argument, mm-hmm. it almost feels like, Michael, you get frustrated that Mets fans are so much more patient and willing to give time to the Mets in spite of the fact that they've been given no reason to have hope over the years. The Yankees are consistently involved. They've won a championship as recently as 2009, and their fans complain at every single turn. That, to me, actually sounds like a source of your frustration. Well, it's it's part of it, and I also know that Mets fans have been very quiet because when they got Cohen, you remember it, Peter, you were on the show, when they got Cohen... It was hallelujah. The yeah. Wilpons are gone. Now we but, can compete with Steinbrenner and any right. big team. They're not competing this but, year. But, but, but in, in one instance, they're not. Because I think there's a long-term plan than just spending like a drunken sailor. Like, that was the whole thing. I'll be careful. This guy's going to spend like a drunken sailor. Well, drunken sailor is, is a pejorative term. Yeah. I mean, I'm with Don on that. You know, I understand your argument, but I've had the terrible owner. See, the, the Wilpons were interesting. They were a terrible ownership group that did not spend. 
I've had the terrible ownership group that spends. Now, Michael, I've heard you often argue. All you, people say you need this and that from an owner. All you need is an owner that's willing to spend. I've had an owner that was willing to spend before and did it stupidly. Don, it's the reason I wasn't upset that the commander settled on Dan Quinn. Because sometimes you want an ownership group who doesn't swing wildly, even if they have the money to do it. I get it's a different sport and the money's different in baseball. But I see what Don's saying, that there's a little bit of gratitude that, that rather than just chasing it and throwing over too much money to everybody they're trying to stick with a plan well but again uh you've changed plans three times in in the in the four years you've owned the team so the guy's an incredible businessman i don't think he liked losing 300 million dollars last year that was out of his no. pocket he lost 300 million dollars and probably and what, didn't and, and and you know what this is see this is where people are misguided about the money because he's got so much money, he just came off of losing $300 million. So instead of panicking and trying to put together a, a Fugazi team that'll be competitive but not win a title to be able to earn some of the money back, he's willing to see this through, maybe lose even a little bit more money this year, knowing that at the end of the tunnel, it's going to really be a windfall both financially and with wins and possibly championships. But, but, Nothing's obviously guaranteed. Now, he did pivot. He probably gave Lindor a contract he didn't need to. And it, it, it probably hurt. And he gave Scherzer and, and Verlander contracts that didn't work. But part of the money is he was able to buy out their contracts, be able to help out the minor league system by being able to trade the untradeable because he was able to use that money. But That's look- why I'm happy Cohen is here. The Wilpons would have messed this completely up by doubling down on the money that they spent, making the situation even worse, and digging themselves a hole they couldn't get out of. That's the difference between the Wilpons and Cohen. But take a look at their offseason, Don. They swung for council. They didn't get him. They swung for Yamamoto. They didn't get him. It's an epic fail on every oh, single well, way. I, listen, I, 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 I gave my argument, but obviously you want to pick apart them. No, 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 no. I hear your argument. I mean, listen, I don't know what happened with council. For- I don't know. I don't. Who cares about managers anyway? They don't have any power. You know, look at the money that they had to spend to get him. It's that stupid money for a guy that didn't even win in Milwaukee. And they went for Yamamoto. But let's be honest. Yamamoto wasn't coming here. Otherwise, he'd be a Yankee. And they still were in trying to have the conversation because Yamamoto's part of a long-term plan. They don't think Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery is going to be part of a long-term championship plan. And I don't think that's that awful a thought. So all in to cosmetically make it seem like you're competitive this year, doing damage to the future. You I like and respect the guy. Is like, I don't care where. I've got a plan. It may you, not work, but at least it's a plan. You said they didn't have a plan. I think they have a very but good plan. But you would only be doing damage to your future if you went and acquired Juan Soto and used all the young players that you're building up your farm system. Spending money is not damage to your future when the money but being I, spent I, but, is Steve Cohen. But I just think there's something structurally wrong with a franchise that the only way they could be competitive is spend $100 million more than the team that's in second in spending money. Well, the Why team can't you build a team that has the strength in their farm system and makes shrewd deals. But then how do you how do you how do you reconcile the Dodgers? The Dodgers have built the farm system that the Mets are dreaming of and they have a three hundred and thirty million dollar payroll. So well, it's not like them. you have a lesser payroll. Because they, they, and it's obviously a destination for Yamamoto and it's a destination for Otani. Uh, the Mets aren't the destination, I guess the Dodgers are. Well why, why I could throw the thing, same thing back at the Yankees. Michael, 
Didn't Aaron Boone say they're hell-bent on a championship? They yeah. give Blake Snell the money. Who cares? You want to build it up? You, you'd obviously make your rotation better. Throw a ton of money at him. Bring back Jordan Montgomery. Throw a ton of money at him. No, because you're not going to do it because it's not smart. But the Yankees certainly have the money, so I'll throw it back at you. Why not have another $100 million to your payroll because if you're hell-bent te- on winning a championship? Their t- because their team is good enough to win a championship now if everything goes right. If everything goes right for the Mets, they can make the third wild card. With a $300 million Rob, payroll. You're hell-bent on winning a championship. You might only have Soto for one year. Then why not throw more money? They they, they didn't have a terrific offseason beyond Soto. They didn't spend a ton of money on free agents. Beyond they Soto? Whiffed. That's a pretty big, that's a pretty All right, big guy but, to but, get. But they, they didn't spend any money on free agents. They made a shrewd deal, and I congratulate them for it. But in a year where you're hell-bent to win a championship... Then why why did why why didn't you go out and add uh, more money to the payroll and throw money they at Snell and want to sign them last year? They added $32 million. Soto makes $32 million. They added $32 million to the payroll. And $18.5 million from Stroman. So it's all right for the Yankees to be fiscally anybody. responsible, but when the Mets do it, they're stupid. But the Yankees are right. over $300 million too. So what the, but you're hell-bent on winning a championship. And they think they have a team that can well, win a championship. Well, they think they have a team that can win a championship you, every year, and they haven't. Well know and going the Mets on two are decades. not good enough to win a championship this year. You know it. They're not. I know it. And that's why I want to get to a point where they are good enough. And throwing money at contract, bad contracts and long-term contracts at guys that are like, eh, to me isn't a way to build a long-term plan. I might end up being wrong. The Mets might end up being wrong. But I want to build a team that, that that is the Yankees. They have tons of minor league talent, have good young players on their roster that are affordable and, and can compete every single year. How do you think that happens when you've had the dreck that you had under the Wilpons for so long? He had to dig out of real bad management and real bad ownership. He tried to win right away. It didn't work, and he pivoted. Good for him. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So this is going to interest Peter. 
uh, before we get to your phone calls, uh, CJ Stroud had a big week. So Sunday night, he attended the Super Bowl in the Kardashian suite. Then Thursday night, he was at Travis Scott's celebrity softball game. Peter, yep. you know who he left with? I saw this moving around uh, moving around the socials. My sure. good friend Amber Rose, who I met at your wedding. <clears throat> yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of it. Seeing a lot of chatter about it. No thoughts? Uh, no, I mean, listen, I, I'm seeing jerk, idiot Texan fans, which, by the way, what else would you be if you are a Texan fan? Um, I, I'm seeing them say nasty things about how, like, their quarterback's going down the drain. She has no history of, like, breaking a partner that she was with. Kanye was already insane when she met Kanye. Uh, her and her, and her uh, ex, Wiz, have a wonderful co-parenting relationship uh he's he's done quite well in his life so i don't know what they're talking about people are just nasty people are just nasty yep people like to be and everyone and everyone goes oh my god he's so young and she's 40 uh what's why what's wrong with him i i would just say have you met amber you'd figure it out yeah that that's what you're hung up on she's 40 yeah ask anyone who came to my wedding you get it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I promise you'll get it. And you don't even know her. She's the coolest coolest chick ever, let alone you meet her. You'll get it. Raul in Pennsylvania. Raul. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Raul. It's Routes. What's going on? There he is. What's going on? I called two weeks ago. There he is. Hey, I, 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 want, I have a take for Don. Yes. To, to put it to, to describe this better. Don, if the Mets offer the, the, the uh, Soto a huge amount of money next year, would, would that make you happy enough to convince you that this team will be better and, and, and eventually pass the Yankees in terms of success? Be, because I want to say something else. Because uh, Carlos Beltran put it this way one time. He said, you know what the problem with the Mets is? It's that they complain and they worry too much about what the Yankees are doing. But they don't – and it's – I, I think that's the, the problem with the Mets sometimes, that they get caught up instead of instead of competing with the with, with the Dodgers, you know, with the with the Yankees of the, of the of the National League. You know what I mean? But but would that, would that make Mets happy, Mets fans happy? If they, get, if they throw a lot of money to Soto, will that change everything? Well, I mean, it will only change everything because he's a world-class player and he'd be on your team long-term. I, I wouldn't look at it as a success because they stole him from the Yankees, Michael. I, I think they want Juan Soto because he's great. And now I, I also see that uh, Steve Cohen has fiscal responsibility. He did not outbid the Dodgers for Yamamoto. And to just think he's going to take Soto away from the Yankees if the Yankees want to keep him, I mean, he, he, he I guess he's, he's done with the outrageous contracts with Verlander and Scherzer. Will he change again next year? Will that change again? We'll see. Well, but I, I also think that he was probably reading the writing on the wall. He, he made a healthy offer to Yamamoto. I don't know if anything was going to bring him here. And and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with just saying, all right, listen, this, this is getting ridiculous. This guy's never pitched in baseball before. I mean, how far are we going to go? But uh, they, they, he flew. He, didn't he fly out to Japan? He did everything he could to bring him in. It didn't work. Well, it's funny. I don't know if you saw Cashman was on with the uh, John Boy crew. And he said, you know, we met with Yamamoto the first time. You know, a- after they had gone to Japan, we, we met with him in L.A. And we were sitting on a rooftop of this great hotel. And it was just a gorgeous night. And we said, we're competing with this. And then when we met with him in New York... It was cold and rainy, and we were hoping that he really wanted to be here and that that wouldn't sway him. 
He said, but we couldn't compete with the climate in L.A. He said, if he didn't sign with the Dodgers, he would have signed with us. He said, that's how close it was. But sometimes, you know, location, 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 like in real estate, it's a big deal. You are where you are. If you want to live in Florida, if you want to play for the Heat, if you want to play for the Dodgers or the Padres, that weather will get you because, you know, it's going to be nice all the time. Yeah. And and just and I, also the the proximity to Japan I think is important too. Um, I I think the Yankees had a legitimate shot, but I, I just feel like the Dodgers and and the Dodgers have an historic franchise too. I, I know it's not maybe it's not the Yankees, but to a lot of people, I'm sure internationally, Dodgers are nothing to sneeze at. You know, I don't think they're going to go to Anaheim. Same weather, same market, right? They're not going to go to the Angels. Uh, the Dodgers are are a destination for a lot of these players in in Asia. Let's go to um, Mike in New Jersey. Mike. Michael, Don, Peter, how you guys doing? Good. Hey, how about you? Good. So I'm a diehard Mets fan. I'm a season ticket holder. I'm going to be at that stadium 45 times this year. I have no problem with what they did this offseason. They brought in – Steve Cohen brought in David Stearns to set a plan and to want, bring this franchise to, from the ground up to what – like the Dodgers are, example – I don't want them just to spend money, to spend money on big names, just just to say they spent money if that's going to hurt them for next offseason. You know what the Dodgers did last offseason? They did nothing last offseason because they knew they were going to go after Otani Yamamoto. The Mets know they're going to go after Soto, try to keep Alonzo, maybe get a Corbin Burns, maybe get a Shane Bieber. I don't want them spending money just to spend money. They but won Mike, you know what? You know why the Dodgers didn't spend last year, right? Because they wanted to reset the luxury tax. So the Mets aren't okay, spending, but so they're not resetting the luxury I, tax. I, I understand that, but after this season, Verlander comes off the books. Scherzer comes off the books. A lot of money's going to come off the books. They obviously have a plan to Are go you, for next offseason. You're a Met fan, right? How'd you? I'm a season ticket holder. Yes. Okay. So you're the you're the person to ask. When Cohen bought the team, did you think? things would be different. That he well, would be spending two, wildly. The, the first two seasons, he basically did that, and it didn't work. So why why, why do I want him to spend money on Blake Snow, who I don't want, by the way? Jordan Montgomery, who I don't want, by the way. Why do I want him to spend money just to spend money if, they, if David Stone's coming and said, listen, Steve, next offseason is the offseason. We're going to go after the big names. I'm not going to spend money. And you know what? As Don said, they have good players. I think they're going to compete for wild card. And you know what? And if somehow they got into the playoffs, they got as just as good a chance as anyone else as we saw the Diamondbacks do last year. I have no problem with what they did. They have a plan, and that's all I can ask for as a fan. And, and, and Mike, I, I don't know how you felt. Michael said, you know, spending crazily. That's why we were excited about having Steve Cohen. I think I was excited to have Steve Cohen because we weren't going to be a small market team anymore. And, yeah, he spent early. I think he wanted to make an impression early. It, for the most part, it didn't work. But he's not acting like a small market team. A small market team wouldn't have wouldn't have eaten the money on Verlander and Scherzer the way that they did. You know, a, a small market team wouldn't be able to put themselves in a position to go after the biggest free agents next off season. So uh, that's why I'm happy. It's not the Wilpons. It's not a small market team anymore. Now, if you're out there thinking, "Oh, great, we're going to have a 500 million dollar payroll. We're going to buy up every single great player." Thank God we have Steve Cohen. I can understand you being disappointed, but I, I really don't think that was ever that feasible. His first press conference, he talked about wanting to build up the farm system. So I think this has been part of the destination. Stearns was his guy. Unfortunately, he was under contract with Milwaukee at the time. Sure, he's made mistakes, Michael. 
but he was able to buy his way out of those mistakes with Scherzer and Verlander, and he's and you're going to see him be able to carry a big checkbook next offseason. Chris in Port Jefferson. Chris. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Uh, hey, Mike, I met you about 10 years ago at the Fan Fest. You took a picture of my son. You were so gracious and nice. I appreciate that. And, Don, you did a, a cameo for my son, Luke, a couple years ago, and he still talks about it. Oh, cool. And, Peter, Tom your man. ENN is uh, – Ian and his must listen to. So you guys are great. Thanks. Um, I just want to make a point about uh, what Michael said. I think he's going out of plan. I mean, you, a lot of under-the-radar signings this offseason, he wanted to build up the Syracuse Mets. He wants to make that a strong asset moving forward. More next year than this year coming up. And I think that uh, they're going to do different things next year. And we have to remember that every dime he spends, he pays double in tax. So if he signs Blake Snell for $30 million, he's paying $60 million. So those kind of things have to, have to translate to what he's going to do moving forward this year. Well, that, and I that, think, that's, uh, that's a fair point, Chris. But the reason he's in that tax bracket is because he spent wildly on Verlander and Scherzer. So he's changing his tune. Maybe that's a smart thing. But he, he's in that situation because of him. The Wilpons didn't right. leave that to him. He spent his way into the Cohen tax. Oh, I and can't I'm not saying, every one thing. One thing I'd like to clear up. I'm not saying go out and, and get Snell or Montgomery. There are 110 free agents remaining that played in the major leagues last year. There's got to be some out there that would improve the Mets. There has to be. You don't think Justin Turner, Justin Turner got $14 million from the Blue Jays. $14 million. That And for one year, Don, so it doesn't mm-hmm. impact next year at all. You think he'd make the Mets better? Instead, they're going to go with Brett Beatty. Well, because Beatty's, Beatty's their prospect, and maybe they like him. All right, then how about Justin Turner as a, as a DH? You want, you, you really, you're going to sink the whole DH into Mark Bientos. But he's also somebody that they might believe in. I still think J.D. Martinez is a possibility for one year. And I, I would take him over Turner as an option at DH for a year. So the the work isn't done here. But, yes, he wanted to leave an impression. I think we all agreed he probably overspent for Lindor. And, obviously, Scherzer and Verlander were a mistake. But, thank God he's got the money that it didn't cripple him. Because, you know what... It, it, that those those bad signings would have scared the Wilpons off from ever doing anything again. You saw what happened with the Sabre Hagans and the Colemans and the Bonillas. It yep. scared them off a free agency. They got timid. They got shy. Well, I don't and know they didn't want to spend it. They didn't have the money. They could. The, the difference between the Wilpons, they could not outbuy their mistakes. Right, because they were they were being like a small market team. Cohen can outbuy his mistakes. That's also good that he's got a ton of money. He went for it early, wanted to leave an impression, thought he had a team, make a splash right away. Didn't work, and it didn't cripple him for a decade like it would the Kansas City Royals, like it would the Milwaukee Brewers, a smaller market team, a team that doesn't have a ton of money. Now he can do it, and and he's pivoted, and now he's got a long-term plan. He's got the president of baseball operations that he's always wanted, and I guess we'll see who ends up being right at the end. Let's go to Joe and Clark. Yeah, what's going on, guys? How's it hey, going Joe. today? How there you he doing? is. How yeah, you doing, Joe? Yeah, I'm just, I'm, what's up, man? I, I called you a lot, a lot of times. Michael, I agree with you 100%. I am so frustrated right now as a Mets fan, I can't tell you. And it feels even worse than the Wilpons, because I know the Wilpons had limitations because they had no money after the uh, after the uh, Madoff thing. It's just, Michael, the fact that I got to hear that he's 
giving $300 million to the PGA Tour or whatever, the Live Tour, and he's, all the stuff he's building behind City Field. And yet then I hear the, on the same breath, oh, we have $4 million left to spend. Are you kidding me? That's good, that's good public relations. The, the Mets fans want to hear that when he's worth $20 billion. Are you kidding me? What do you want to spend it on? Don, let me just tell you, last year Arizona had 84 wins to make the playoffs. You're telling me if we only did J.D. Martinez and then add another pitcher, we couldn't be in it? I mean, we couldn't have a chance maybe to make the playoffs? I mean, this is this is a malpractice by what they're doing. Stearns to me is a small market guy. He's, he comes from Milwaukee where they have, what, one newspaper here. And it's totally different in New York. They're not going to stand for three years in a row of 71 well, seasons. That's not, but, but, I mean, but, and I agree with you. That's, but and, I, and if we're having this conversation a year from today, then you're going to be 100 percent right. But the, the feeling is a year from today, today they're going to be spending more money and they're going to be spending it on better quality players, better yeah, quality you know that, free agents that are available this year. Them. Right now, I don't trust Conan Discern. I don't trust well, him. Well, I can't tell you then. I don't know. You don't trust him? I can't convince you to trust him. I don't know the man. But the plan, that seems to be the plan. That's what they're saying. The plan is that there's a better free agent class coming up next year. They're going to want to spend the money on that instead of locking themselves in to contracts that might prohibit them from going out and getting better players next year. You might be right. You might be right not to trust them. And if we're sitting here on February 16th, 2025, talking about how the Mets haven't spent any money, then everything that Michael said today will be 100% accurate. But right now, let's see the plan through. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. The Point God. You have made no good points, Peter. You're so right, Michael. I think you made some salient points. Yeah, because you're an ass. Let's go to Chauncey and Westwood. I think the main reason why everyone is so excited that Michael was wrong rather than Don was right, what's the main reason Don was doing this? Not to prove himself right. He already knew it was possible. This was, this was something he watched his dad do. This was to prove Michael wrong and everyone else listening who doubted Don the whole time. That's what makes it that much sweeter. We're very happy for Don, but we're very happy that Michael was put in his place. <sighs> It was wow. humbling today. It was sobering. It was, I shouldn't say humbling, sobering. Uh, but he, to realize how little alarming. I'm but I he don't know, alarming. It's sobering that, that I'm not liked. He, he made a point to say it's not about not liking you. It's a point that you didn't want to rally behind a teammate. Which is so typical of you. But, but okay, it is typical of me, but you think I was rooting against Don yesterday, Peter? I didn't when get that. I don't. I, I, said, I said specifically, I don't think you were rooting against it, but then I heard from some other people who said that in the final moments when it was coming to an end, you didn't look happy. Oh, really? Please. Yeah, uh, yeah. Show, show me the tape. Mm. Also, I want everyone to know if you somehow missed yesterday's ENN. Tonight's, put up e- rewards. tonight's ENN is going to begin with what I would maybe call an emotional look back at last night. <laughs> okay. Let's go to Will in the Bronx. Will. Hi, Will. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. <laughs> I got I got a point for Don, one for Peter, and two for you, Mike. Oh, wow. So I just wanted to say yesterday's show, Don, congrats. I never doubted you. Probably the best show live I've ever seen. Wow, thank you. Pete, glasses look great. And tell DJ Juanito to take it easy on you. Oh, thank you. 
And Mike, the book's awesome. I'm up to, I just finished the Larry David chapter, and I got about 80 pages left. Thank you. And oh, I just wanted to say that, is there a hot stove tonight? Because you look fresh shaven right Wow, now. you hear that? You know, Will, I, I, you said some nice things, but maybe it's time for you to get a 4K TV. I haven't shaved in two days. If you'd like to well, hear or, or maybe you, maybe your facial hair is so unimpressive that, that he that can't could be see it. it. No, no, See, that, that's what that worries could definitely us. be it. But you, how much two-day growth? This is two days. Wow, Peter, this is not going to happen. Here, so let's let's listen. If I if I have ready. Ugh. First of all, the hair is is light too, so it's not going to like burst out right away. It's it's a combination it's not of blonde be. and 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 gray. That is such. That is so sad. So, so let me get this straight. You, you guys all think I'm not going to pay off the bet, right? Well, right. I, I don't. Well, I, then I won't. I'll shave right now. I'll shave on the air. No, no. There's no, no rule that says, to, Michael. Yeah, there's no rule that says we're not allowed to doubt you. Now, there is a segment of the population who probably thinks this was all strategic, but I just do not. I just can't imagine that you're going to have anything that anybody's going to see by the time you're going to have to shave for opening day. Or the well, first spring I, did, I did think of one thing that I have to do, and I'm I'm just gonna have to do it with with the beard. I'm hosting a charity event um, for a charity that Jody works with on March first, and I'm gonna have to do it with with a, with a pusic. I'll explain it as part of the emceeing wow. duties. But what we'll we're see. saying, Michael, is we don't think you're gonna have to explain anything, right? By by March first, you will see a growth. Well, we'll see. Matt in Manhattan. Hey, guys. Hey, Matt. How you doing? Good, I, you? I mean, I agree, with, I agree with you. You um, must have done absolutely nothing. I mean, to be honest, since Cohen's been here, he's done nothing results-wise. But if you think the Yankees are one player away, I mean, you're crazy. Who said they were one player away? Well, you say you think they, they have enough to win the championship. If everything well, goes great, that, but how often that. does everything go great? I mean, they're not. Oh. I, they they might not even be the favorite to win their division. So everything's yeah. going to have to go. Right. Everything, everything hasn't gone great since two thousand nine. Right, it hasn't gone great for right. the Mets since nineteen eighty six, has it? Right. Has it? No, it hasn't. Has it? Oh no. No, well, got a, got a couple of World Series appearances in two thousand and twenty thirteen. 2015. 2015. No, your team. 2013 was the All-Star game that Harvey started. I was there, Michael, so I knew. I was with you. And um, so they've been to a World Series more recently than the Yankees, but I'm not going to gloat because there's not that's nothing to gloat about. Didn't win against Kansas City. Lost in five games. I'm trying to make up for the error from before. That's all right. It's Good not like the era of, of calculation a couple of days ago. You you rebounded yeah. nicely from that. You, I think had, so. You were victorious yesterday. What a day it was. Let's man. get a quick uh, Mason in New Jersey. In. Mason. Hello. Hello, Mason. Uh, I'm 11 years old. I'm from Shuttlebrook, New Jersey, and I just wanted to call to say thank you so much for uh, hosting the show and being such a big part of for uh, me and my dad's life because – Whenever we listen to you guys on the radio, when we're hanging out, when we're together, it's just a great bonding experience. Thanks to you guys. Oh, that's and, really, uh, really sweet. And Thank thanks you. to Don, too. And uh, Michael. Yes. Michael. Yes. Don't let the fans get in your head. I mean, you're a very big part of this show, and I yep. thank you so much for what you do. 
love ESPN. Mason, I love the radio. Mason, you, you sound like a very impressive young man. Yes. I, I'm glad that this is a bonding Good kid, thing this for Mason. you and your dad. This is, and this so, is, I mean, so uh, articulate at 11. As, That's pretty as, cool. As mature an 11-year-old as I've ever heard, I, I, God, I wish I appreciated the time with my dad when I was 11 years old the way that he did. Or does. He's more mature than 63-year-old me and 56-year-old you. No question. Yeah, that was That was, that was really kid. impressive. That's that was, a, I mean, can you imagine Don at that age, Michael? He would have no, been like, Oh, well, you mean California is a different time, time? Time, same everywhere. No, see, <laughs> I told you I was not. By 11, I, I understood. You, you, you nailed it, hadn't you? Yeah. Booger, favorite actor. Well, listen, 11... <laughs> In 1979, I wasn't aware of uh, Curtis Armstrong's work. <laughs> the great you were work of, of Bo- you, you were definitely aware of Boogers. <laughs> and I did. Yeah. That's the, that's Maybe. How, yeah, I was very aware of Boogers, but not Curtis. I <laughs> break my brother's arm. <laughs> when leg, did they become arm? Leg. Leg, Peter. Leg. <laughs> I break leg. He's like Bam Bam. <laughs> <laughs> I was caveman boy. Wow. <laughs> Neanderthal. caveman 11-year-old. Well, Mason, again, that was a that was a very sweet way yeah. to end the weekend yeah. with the phone calls. Very cool. Glad to be very proud. And ENN's coming up in just a moment. Listen up. It's Michael K. When it comes to travel, nothing beats Legends Limousine. I felt the difference. Let me tell you, it's real. So our, my flight was delayed three hours yesterday. Got into LaGuardia about 1 o'clock, 1.10, and the guy from Legends Limousine was right there, right there. So great. You can tell the difference. It's real. It really is. When my family and I need a ride to the airport or out of town, we choose Legends. Their commitment to safety makes every trip a breeze. These guys are not just any service. They've been setting the gold standard for over 30 years. I trust them. So should you. Call 1-888-LEGENDS. That's 1-888-534-3637. Again, 1-888-534-3637. And use the code ESPN10. That's ESPN, the number 10 to snag 10% off travel like a legend with legends limousine thanks for listening to the michael k show podcast hear more of michael don and peter live weekday afternoon starting at three on 98.7 espn in new york the espn app the tune in app or on your smart speaker hey alexa play 98.7 espn